Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Most of the time. The other times. The other times you're just a stinker. Ladies, gentlemen, the motherfucking Reese's pieces in between. Yo, this is your motherfucking boy. This is your confidant. This is your motherfucking spick. This is the dirty dick dude. Uh, so popo again. Better known as the better, maybe more fatter, um, part of the I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast, which if y'all listening and seeing what the hell is up of the name of the episode, as you can tell, this is one of the solo renditions. I mean, your boy, Arizona Vars will eventually, Lord willing, be able to get together to make a cohesive, complete, dynamic, duo sort episode. But until then, you're going to deal with us on an individual basis, and we appreciate you being able to listen and stay tuned. And as you can hear with his ass, and hopefully the last episode of the I'm Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, different shade of black Something like that Yeah I hope I didn't fucking butcher it I mean, You know I listen to this shit I compliment you every single time I feel like it And <laughs> Verse is definitely Going through his shits And home. You know it, It's kind of an amazement though Especially Him having to fucking be forced To be sober And he definitely didn't Fucking join Sober October On his own fucking merit But the fact that he had to You know Do with that I give so much fucking Congratulations Because In all honesty With the fuck shit That happens in the world Not to say That's an excuse To be just faded out Of your fucking mind Because we got responsibilities You got shit to do But just how As as society At this point in time Acknowledges And is okay With let's say Someone having End of day beer Or you know or, Or shit of that nature Like It's a moment of release It's a moment of de-stress and it's a moment of unwrapping yourself and all the horrid shit that you had to either see or deal with or have to fucking be a part of because a lot of times we might do things that we may not necessarily want to do but sometimes have to whether that be you being a part of law enforcement and you just being all the more shittier because of the mud that you have to drag yourself through of course you know taking pity and and uh, taking even harder judgment on those that whatever the fuck applies to you you know all those sort of things again are part of what makes the world go around and it's not always fair it's not always nice and you can say that on a 50 50 scale it's shitty maybe 80 percent of the time i mean whatever the fuck the the outcome that it is you would hope or you would pray even if you don't fucking believe in such things that at least that 20 percent that 30 percent fuck if you're lucky 50 percent of the time you know the things go good that you enjoy those moments as you know optimistic and yet still melancholy as it might sound about you know living it up those small brief moments of time if those times even come at all again it's definitely a, a point to look forward to definitely something to you know hope, hopefully to make you thrive for more to you know make sure that you can keep the good times coming and a lot of times depending on what you know what you've been through what your background is and what you're destined to be you know will allow for you to take the next proper steps moving forward from that and sometimes you could be doing shitty things and sometimes it's not you know obviously we would all want to do the more righteous of shits but it's all about the cards that you're dealt and then of course doing the best that you can with it of course if you're not with conscience if you're a blind drone you know what i'm saying with no soul then i mean you're gonna do however the fuck you're programmed to and they truly and truly is fucking ignorance bliss because if i didn't have conscience if i didn't have if i wasn't enlightened so to speak not to say that i'm quote unquote woke but, you know, for those that, you know, can see, y'all can truly know. And those that don't, 
don't. And it's as simple as that. And if it sounds like a motherfucking Chinese word to you, then it doesn't apply to you. However, I would hope that you're always going to be grasping and thriving for more. Because if you're no longer hungry, then you can quit. You can shut the fuck up and not eat. You know, but those that you know, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to hit y'all with the motherfucking metaphors, but it's the most god honest truth. And it breaks my heart that when shitty things happen, because it's so easy to lose faith when shitty shit happens. You know, you really do gotta look at the, at the brighter side of things. So I would hope that every single time you find yourself in some shit, you realize that it's so that you can enjoy the bath in all the more better. And I wonder if that's how R. Kelly, you know, gets his bitches stuck in this coat. I wonder if he offers him this fucking cleansing piss bath shower, I should say, because the get bath is when you just sit in there. Unless that's part of his king, too, because I have no fucking idea. But, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm losing fucking way train of thought. I'm losing my train of thought way too damn much is what I meant to say. And uh, I wanted to get on the fact that, uh, again, we all have our vices, we all have our medicines, we have the things that we use and shits, whatever the fuck you want to call it. it it's just a shame how some parts of states are way more progressive, even if they're in a fucking red state of sorts, um, more than others. And again, that's just all a matter of where the fuck politic lands at stronger. And unfortunately here in Arizona, we are a throw a book at your motherfucking head red state sort of motherfucking place and i want to give shouts out to fucking vacant and uh uh repo man like state michigan because the i guess it's called nmu so north michigan university they actually now give motherfucking four-year degrees in medical plant uh, chemistry so i guess in these courses they're teaching finance or teaching marketing motherfucking chemistry and in all these sorts of shits you're pretty much learning business and do you have the excuse to be fucking chief and all goddamn day as you again test these fucking chemicals of sorts and combustibles that fucking cause your mind and your body and all this good stuff yes and it's and it's one of those things that i mean not most places are still making that shit so credible uh simply because again it's not technically technically federally it's not it's not legal although again we do use it medically uh in some states and then some places they already have it medicinal which by the way shouts out to california for fucking upping the goddamn tax scene how much colorado was doing and i mean again it's gonna all become part of the fucking uh rigmarole of how cigarettes and alcohol can be fucking tampered with so eventually that's just gonna i mean hopefully not be too fucking expensive but to the point where at least fucking right-wing states can be like okay well you know fuck the nonsense we just gotta look at the numbers look at the fucking money and a lot of times it's not even about it being uh you know spiritually well or you know that whatever enter your fucking excuse it's the fact that big fucking like fight not fight is it called Pfizer? whatever the fuck pharmaceutical companies that fucking pump out out shit that makes you need more shit that makes you need even more shit and again gets you turning into literal pill popping animal so the fact that those motherfuckers have so much money and are threatened to lose so much from something so natural those motherfuckers can't handle it but again i digress because we'll definitely see the progress in that come to eventually um i just laugh though those who are on the bandwagon who's aren't those who are willing to fucking put their foot in the door 
one of which of whom is the sellers of the Corona. I forget who the fuck owns them, but they bought 9.9% of some kind of up and coming weed growing company. And it's so funny that they would put that percentage because I'm just thinking to myself, is that your way? Is that an easy loss, 9.9%? Or is that, is there some kind of like unwritten rule that if you put 10% or more, you're considered this? Like, I wonder what makes someone land on that exact fucking amount. But it almost seems, it, it just seems a suspicious and just by the slightest degree just because it seems too too fucking interesting uh to be able to let go but again gotta fucking appreciate those uh places that have that ability and Who are uh, being progressive yeah i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i might be just like this. so in the fucking realm of being out of this world a uh, motherfucking scientist actually found out that there's a certain spot i'm not too sure what makes it so much of a sweet spot because it's like it's, it's like inside of a fucking crater uh, but they found the perfect spot to actually build an underground colony with which again sounds super space spandy science fiction what the fuck am i watching kind of shit but i'm being straight up which y'all can do your googles and they found some kind of again i guess the moon had like some kind of volcanic eruption so they have all these fucking craters and apparently the way this thing is positioned and i'm not too sure how they can fucking get samples of that shit unless we have a rover on that bitch which i think we do that with mars i, I mean or whatever the things so i have no idea how often we fucking visit the goddamn moon and how many times we have to see other fucking countries out there like hello friend in soviet you know however the shit that shit goes but apparently again they found a fucking spot that they can make underground colonies with and i'm just wondering to myself like okay so we're finding shit so it's becoming more than just hearsay and fucking you know rumors that we've been hearing you know especially with them fucking with mars and things of that nature i'm just wondering though with and i'm not too sure if this is when the clip shits pop off but i'm wondering how uh safe is it once we are on a fucking lunar eclipse sort of thing and we're like going around the fucking sun or however the shit works like i wonder how safe it would be and i guess we'll figure that shit out from experimental shit that they might release in 30 some odd years if we make it that long um but that's just mad interesting and i'm just wondering myself like you know not it's not even a fucking question of what's out there man because I'm a firm belief that even the shit that we read biblically now was from some sort of, you know, unidentified um, shit that's out of this world. You know what I'm talking about? Now, but sometimes, though, to just really, no matter how fucking far you move or you colonize and you start to do shit, I mean, things kind of always have a way of just kind of creeping up on you. Both in the fucked way how if you believe in food karma and what they do to the animals or us trying to fucking leave England and I say us as if I'm a fucking American white person, you know, Anglo-Saxon, whatever the hell thing is you go and you go to new places regardless, shit kind of comes back to you. That's why I'm so afraid of karma to really in because I've done some dirt things and sometimes it's hard to believe if you're either on the right track, if something's going to come for you, you know, it's definitely not a fucking way to live. I think every day should be as a celebration. Every day should be like a motherfucking new benchmark. You should definitely, you know, live like there's no tomorrow, but definitely plan for next year and hopefully five years online. Whatever the fuck the thing is, it should it should, it should be about living life. Um, so every time you, so you shouldn't have to wait till you make it to your next birthday. You shouldn't have to wait till you know New Year's to start your resolution. No, every fucking day, do the best that you can. Do all that you can. You know, sometimes someone might compliment you, say you're doing the most. Well, 
a quick fucked up segue a father and son actually uh die in an overdose after a birthday party now this happened up in brooklyn and a 44 year old man 22 year old son which i thought just kind of ironic that they shared that just you know you know same age that you know he was when he had his kid is what the kid is now and I'm not too sure if that was a halfway life midpoint that this figured fucking let's do some goddamn opioids. Well, that's exactly what happened. They actually mixed heroin and fentanyl and they snorted that shit apparently beyond capacity. And they realized, saw them all fucked up at about three o'clock in the morning. Called the ambulances and you know they fucking OD. Now I can, now in a fucked way, I always saw myself thinking, well, you know what? When I have my son, we're gonna, you know, I want us to be able to have a joint together. You know what I'm saying? Maybe even in a fucking way to where I'm this high successful businessman and we just nailed this billion dollar deal. You know, yada yada yada. We might even do a line together. No, this shit was beyond that and i mean i don't know what the fuck to i mean obviously it was a birthday celebration but it wasn't a point of being rich and da, 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 taking over the world this is just kind of i don't know don't do drugs like that that's just that breaks hearts i mean it's who good. the fuck am i to do it? be safe about it at least though you know what i'm saying i, I, I don't do drugs alone. Alright, so in a real fucked final destination sort of way, uh, the husband and wife who are from Cali who survived the fucking mass shooting in Las, in Las Vegas not too long ago at that country music festival actually died in a motherfucking auto accident. Now, what's really what's super shitty about it, and again, it makes me think of final destination in a sort of way to where even if you can cheat death, like it still comes after you like i hate to say i, I hate to wonder if it's something like that because you just i mean cause you just you got to believe and when you're doing the spraying it might have been your time um and you would never want to hope that it is at a motherfucking country you know festival or i mean any fucking time in goddamn gunfire but it does make you think though if you were meant to you know what I'm saying that i don't know fate can still fucking follow you. It, it goddamn mind boggles me and it's crazy that you know that they would pop off because you kind of almost like a hero story and then i'll get into a dennis carver who had you know jumped on top of his wife to shield her from the fucking bullets you know and then managed to run away from the you know to from the shooting uninjured you know were even able to you know to i guess later reconnect with their daughter um you know they just you know they had just like you know finally like appreciated life and they you know they you know had this just this deeper in love kind of thing and then for the, that shit to pop off and it just and it maybe they maybe it was meant for that little bit maybe because it was their time to go and they were able to escape it it allowed them to kind of reconnect and to you know give forgiveness or to get forgiveness and then you know finally for uh, the universe to kind of you know sweep them away it's kind of a gnarly thing and as much as it's hard to learn from other people's mistakes not so much because motherfuckers don't pay attention or because motherfuckers don't see the uh correlation but i mean ultimately 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 do we need to fucking be appreciative of each of the days that we have with the people in our lives no matter how annoying or clingy or uh numbing uh we definitely have a way better than we probably even deserve to be real with you real talk Alright, so another fuck news And Lord forgive me for kidding you With all the fuckery that is real life uh, Lord forgive us, Lord bless us For all these things A woman was killed after a 12 year old boy Jumped from an overpass onto her car In an alleged suicide attempt 
Now, what's super fucking ironic about this song, because you got to look at the silver lining and just the, again, just the trippiness of shit, is that him and wanting to get rid of his own life jumps onto traffic. And I don't know why that's a way to commit suicide. Like, why not go off a bridge? Why not take something? Why not, you know, all these other ridiculous things that i mean i would hope that you don't have to do but if you would do be considered your fucking common man or the people that are around you or coming on to in this case oncoming fucking traffic he landed on uh, her name was marissa w harris's 2005 ford escape and her the male passenger that was in the car with her managed to you know take you know hold the steering wheel to, you know turn off the road but they just fucking you know crashed and, and instantly died and dude who survived again, instead of taking his own life, took, took out the life of two others. And the ironic twist, the biggest fucking cherry on top of it all, that's so fucking fucked, is that she was actually going to college uh, to work in psychology to be a counselor for fucking troubled youth. And she comes from a, like a long lineage of sorts of psychiatrists. And again, that was her main mission. Like She literally loved kids people adored her she just she had that fight for her life so it's just it's it's crazy that as much as she was going to dedicate her life to you know saving kids she ended up saving a kid and it costing her life not to discourage anyone to ever want to do such goodness it just was so fucking ironic though and i hate to keep saying that damn word and i hate to you know look at it from a fucking hipster's point of view and and find that to be the funny fucking part but also again that's just so goddamn deep and i'm pretty sure there's something behind this i'm pretty sure maybe it's to push him even further try to save lives i'm pretty sure maybe he's gonna have a harder grasp or a bigger sense of guilt and a bigger purpose to do so and lord willing she just she did her thing that she needed to in this life and she's you know in a happier place Happier place than I'm sure dude is still stuck in, especially with having to cause the damage that he did. Yeah. And one thing that I guess I, I haven't come to grasp yet, because back Tuesday morning I heard about the story of a father named uh, Kenan Louvelle, L-U-V-E-L-L-E. I could be mispronouncing him, well, certainly. Uh, I'm pretty sure this motherfucker was a brother. Uh, and not because of how the story started, but how the story ended. And apparently he had a daughter that went to Riverside Elementary School. And I'm not too sure what the purpose of, was of him going out there. Uh, I'm assuming to pick up his kid. A kid being underage, so they didn't really mention her name. But he goes, and for some reason, I'm not too sure if like some kind of substitute teacher had like, you know, kind of loked up on him and saying, you know, what the fuck's, what, 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 what do you want, what you doing? I mean, brother might have looked suspect or, you know what I'm saying, aggressive or pissed off or whatever. Dude knocks out the sub-teacher. Again, probably on a fucking mission, and ends up putting another teacher uh, hostage. Now, I, I don't know if I misread the story. Not again, the link will be in it. It's just kind of too fucked and too sideways to really uh, grasp, at least for myself at this point. And pretty much, negotiators, without even trying to figure out what the fuck dude wanted, they stormed in th into the room where the teacher was being held hostage. I should have just shot the motherfucker which is why i assume he was black and then i had to use my google images to see a very uh loked up looking brother next to a uh frazzled dazzled white woman so i could just imagine that was a teacher and not the other way around you can call me racist but i mean that's just how i'm piecing two and two together and again not really any information as to what the dude wanted what his purpose was 
And the fucking sub teacher who got knocked the fuck out when he tried to look up on dude uh, had been quoted to say was he was the most upset looking parent that he ever had to deal with. Like, you fucking think they could goddamn floor you, bitch. He got in his way and whatever over whatever fucking fuckery. Again, there's no information. And again, we didn't even give any fucking chance to figure out what the fuck the situation was. There was a angry black man on the scene. Somehow he had a bitch hostage, which again, that part is like, well, shit. I mean, what do you expect from doing? some shit like that but then again we don't know what the fuck he wanted and instead of trying to figure shit out try to talk him down try to do whatever the fuck they shot his ass now it's things like this that don't look too well and just makes motherfuckers seem more frightened i'm just fucking saying that gives no excuse for motherfuckers to be pieces of shits and treat everyone like shit but fuck man i don't know i hate I hate to think this shit was purposely you know what i'm saying uh, plotted or planned because i know that's too conspiracy theory like for me to have to assume but goddamn i mean what the fuck was the point of this and what was he trying to do why was the bitch on hostage now not to try to connect it to because these shits are te- totally fucking irrelevant to one another other than the fact that there's police officers involved in new jersey they're actually requiring teaching kids on how to interact with policemen and again it's not to say that motherfuckers get to buck it's not even to say that there isn't fucking racist motherfuckers out there just looking to stir up some shit because as you well know from both people that you know or maybe even yourself when you interact with some people they just they done had enough you happen to be nice enough for them to take it out on and that's what exactly happens sometimes some people just want to see the motherfucking world burn and sometimes some motherfuckers don't give a fuck because they're burning inside and they just take it out on everybody and again i'm not causing excuses but sometimes we just need to be more chill. Sometimes we need to be able to pump brakes. Sometimes we need to take a look at the full grasp of things, take one on the chin, and hopefully live to see another day. Uh, a lot of times, as luck would have it, you may not, you could not, and you didn't, and you know that's why things are the way they are. But I think I find it interesting, especially just how more so it is on the East Coast and them having the limitations they do because I feel like here in the Wild West where we live at, there, we have more abilities for more homicidal fucking run to the crazy shit kind of things where these coasts, I think they're a little bit more orderly. So I think they're just, they're trying to take grasp of shit. And I feel like that's something that's definitely necessary because the way that young folks, especially let's say an impoverished or just, you know, low income style uh, of hoods you know you're not your only interaction with the fucking police is gonna either be to see someone you know getting beat or again being at the fucking murder you know scene and they're just being dicks trying to you know hush you or push you away uh, so usually interactions aren't all that great now even let's say I mean, there's all the fucking situations you can think of. Baby mama, daddy troubles where, you know, some massive violence pops off. Police comes. Someone's being a dick. Someone's hurting the other. Police is going to, you know, remove one motherfucker or not. Again, usually not the best of interactions. So I think to be able to be in schools to show people that police are meant to be good people. Some just more shitted than the other. It's just good to have that practice and interacting because sometimes, especially, and, and we've noticed it, and for sorry white people, not so sorry white people, you know, you guys can interact and be total dicks to the police. Uh, you know, someone of color can be a whole lot nicer and still be, you know, with the face on the gravel. You know, again, not your fault. That's just, I mean, the way that the world is. Uh, that happens to be the card you were dealt. Again, not your fault. But 
again there's favoritism there's shit that kind of causes and creates these sort of things so as long as there's, there's a universal language and a respect to kind of treat one especially one of authority someone who might have you know again when you deal with customer service people you know you would hope that they'd be as nice as possible because their personal life has nothing to do with their fucking work life unless they're fucking the manager manager's giving them shit hours so they want to be a bitch i mean whatever the fuck the reason may be again it's never against you uh, or i should say it's usually not your own fault but you just happen to be the you know butt of the joke at that point in time and Again, not that it's anyone's fault, but it is just a matter of being able to know how to interact. Kind of like how you would a fucking bomb. Let's say there's a landmine. If you could see if there's a fucking landmine, wouldn't you think you'd want to go around the motherfucker or be as slow or as patient or hurry, be as quick as fucking possible, get the fuck out of there? I think that same respect is needed to give to authority figures because, again, they do a great service. But you don't want to overstay your welcome or give them any fucking reason to have to search your coffee or throw you on the floor. And, you know, and, and Lord forgive there being any sort of worse interactions with. So I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, and I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be something that's going to gravitate towards the West Coast states or if that's going to be something that's going to be beyond the city of New Jersey. But that's definitely something to consider. And I feel like police should have some sort of other sorts of training, not only uh, to how to fucking interact because just because someone can be a hero doesn't make them make them nice you know and not that i guess that they would have to be but you'd figure you know if if they're only going to see action 10 maybe 5 percent of the time then they should be able to make the other interactions with not be a matter of intimidation or some sort of fuckness you know what i'm saying so i feel like some kind of sensitivity training should be given i feel like um definitely should they should know how to deal with you know those who maybe are mentally ill because I, I remember talking about and you probably heard about the story about the kid and I forget what state but he had like autism looked like a regular kid because a lot of people can be in the spectrum and still look you know semi uh, really quickly Netflix atypical y'all should y'all should take a look at that movie our show series I hope they make season two my dude fucking my grab report is on that shit he's hilarious and uh anyways East Coaster I'm just I'm connecting all these fucking dots uh but again, you just never know who you're dealing with just by looking at them. You, you truly can't judge a book by its cover unless you're trying to, you know, be on an influence tip or a salesman tip or whatever the fuck thing. But you truly can't judge them because, you know, whether whether nine times out of ten you're right, that one percent can really fuck you. Anyways, we all need to learn shit. Point of this, end of the story. Yo, so whether it is you're pursuing something in life that can hopefully take you to a greater place or you're just simply living in the essence and lust of today, just know that no matter what you do, death is around the corner. So you should hopefully do it the most righteously as possible or at least have the most fun as possible. And you can't even eat pussy and smoke cigarettes nowadays. And I'm not even bullshitting you. Studies actually show that smoking and oral sex may be a deadly combination that risks motherfucking men of head and neck cancer. I'm not even bullshitting you. Y'all can look, either do your Googles or look at the show notes because in the descriptions I will have links to most of these articles that I'm talking about today. And uh, Dr. Otis Bradley, who is the chief medical officer at the American Cancer Society, is actually reviewing studies of this nature and is indicating that oral HPV, also known as human papillomavirus, virus, which I thought was most common in women and very undetectable in men. And again, it can cause, it can allow women to get cervical cancer and shit, which is very unfortunate, very scary. And Lord be with all them folks. But apparently, you sucking a dick, you licking a snatch, although that you would consider safe it being safe sex 
you know, because you're not fucking entering penis into vagina and, you know, dropping seeds, that means nothing. And it's so funny how that was the main... I don't know. I'm not, I mean, because I mean, they say safe sex is just no safe. There's no sex at all. But it's so funny how we, you know, we're in, in the estimate, in the realm of theory and thinking that you know oral sex was a safer sort of sex because again, wasn't vaginal, wasn't you know collecting the AIDS, wasn't you know doing all that bullshit. But and I don't know how they figured out that it was more routinely in in uh, white men in the ages of fifty in their fifties and sixties, which makes me feel like it's. Uh, or maybe nah, I don't want to even say Middle America, but definitely folks that are probably getting prostitutes, probably dabbling in in, in uh, very unsafe and unsafe, unprotected, uh, just whatever the fuck sort of sex. But either which way, they they just they found that trend, and again, it, it leads and it's more, I guess, prosperous and for men to catch it, neckwise, which I don't. I mean, I guess that they mean throat cancer. Uh, and in women mostly who you know kind of will have to lose a uterus over it so it's kind of it's i i don't want to say it right but it's just it's fucking hilarious the things that we put up for grabs in order to get that bag if you know what i'm talking about so yeah uh, and i always encourage i always i always encourage ladies to be able to give the hits but uh you know it comes out of cows baby and it ain't just your shame and self-respect all right so in the whole realm of s today's um, a fucking woman actually was able to sue Sephora for getting herpes, supposedly, from lipstick. But is that even possible? Now, especially for the fact that I fucking read it off TMZ. But they have reported that a woman had sued a Sephora store in Hollywood for contacting herpes. And mind you, Hollywood's a very dirty place. So it would almost make sense. Especially with all the Harvey Weinsteins of the world happening. But after swiping on some quote-unquote common use uh, tubes on display apparently she had contracted what is known as her pace or other diseases trying on from you know the lips examples and i guess um, if she would have known she would have avoided it like the plague well no fucking shit i'm pretty damn sure anyone who knowingly knows of something having fucking these goddamn diseases fucking venereals and whatnot i mean this is more oral but still you don't know, talk about if, if you knew that shit was like that was popping up of course you'd fucking back the fuck away but apparently she she says that while it's remotely possible this could have happened through something else it's extremely unlikely which again is just kind of more or less still saying bitch you just is dirty and you just happen to put your mouth with some dirtier but apparently um the fact that she had a cold sore while she, well, which I guess is typically the trademark is usually a tell, tell sign of the herpes. And uh, she had also noted that the, I guess, lipstick on there could not have been directly responsible for such things. Again, because she had got her cold sore at the time doesn't mean that it was the first infection. So, again, I don't know how they're going to try to combat this. I don't know how they could prove it was one thing and not the other. I mean, what if she both had herpes and both the lipstick had herpes? Does she have a fucking case? I think it's fucking wild. And the fact that she would go into trying to sue for the, I guess, just to not maybe get caught up in doing some dirty fallacious shit, giving fellatio. I mean, who the fuck knows? But uh, we live in a very uh, sue, dog eat dog, sue world, if that makes any fucking sense. And yeah, y'all bitches better fucking be careful. Even if that shit were to be possible, because who knows if it is or not. Uh, you don't, you really don't want to put your mouth where the mouth's have been in, because you don't know where that mouth has been. 
and uh, as a as a victim of being in a vicious cycle of poetry, like goddamn Forrest Gump referencing a box of chocolates, you sure as shit don't know what the fuck you gonna get. All right, so motherfucking Sephora to a humanoid bitch named Sophia. Uh, there has now been a robot who has been granted citizenship. She's a humanoid, as they call it, and uh, she's going to be entering Saudi Arabia just as women get the right to drive. Now, again, I'm kind of mixing a whole shitload of news, but there's, a, again, this humanoid android-type AI robot that they call Sophia. Uh, who once had been quoted to say that she would, in fact, destroy humans. Uh, she might not have a heart or a motherfucking brain, but she, again, she has a fucking Saudi Arabian citizenship. At least as of October 25th, 2017, Sophia, the first robot in history to be a full citizen of a country, uh, who was developed by Hansen Robotics, led by AI developer David Hansen. Uh, and he spoke at the year's Future Investment Initiative, which some people say might have been kind of like... Uh, I guess not a ploy, but not a marketing technique, not just a reason for clickbait. But again, they went the whole fucking rigmarole of giving citizenship because it happened to be at Saudi Arabian capital of Riyadh. Anyway, Sophia once said that she would destroy humans, but this time around, I guess the robot spoke about its desire to live peaceably among humans. And I guess that's what the robot is now all about. And this is a little bit freaky because she kind of looks like fucking Aubrey Hepburn. And I guess that's kind of what she's modeled after. Uh, but she, she, you might have seen it on The Tonight Show. I think she's also part of the World Economic Forum at AI for a Good Global Summit. Which kind of just sounds like they're really trying to make sure that they don't, that we don't feel like they're going to be fucking uh, taking over the world. Uh, but they're saying, quote, that Sophia is an evolving genius machine. And that over time, her increasing intelligence and remarkable story will enchant the world and connect with people regardless of age, gender, and fucking even culture. Now, it says that our quest has been through robots like Sophia is to build full human experiences into the robots. To make the robots that can really care and understand us. And apparently she wanted uh, Sophia to, I guess, to interact with other people the same way that they talk to like a friend. And eventually the hopes that the robots can even perceive the social world just as it perceives the physical world. And the current state is still a bit rough when it comes to smooth conversation because, again, you're having to have this shit fucking cross-reference and go back and forth. But, again, technology can only get much better. You know what I'm saying? Usually technology doesn't get worse. The times can, but, you know what I'm saying, usually, you know, the shit gets better, especially over time. Um, and I know one of the things that they're saying is that they want these shits, which is the most terrible part of it at all, but they want it to mimic humans' capacity not just for love and empathy, but also anger and jealousy and have a sense of being alive. Now, this part's the fucking crazy part. Like, why would you want to give it these fucking sensors? And I guess they want us to help provide questions for shit like what is life and what is intelligence and what is consciousness. And that's kind of where I feel like we're getting to things that might be a little bit too deep that we shouldn't fucking have it to be, you know, striking into. And I mean, right now, people are still kind of getting accustomed to Sophia's face, and they can, you know, kind of get an appreciation for her, I guess, her signs of both sadness and apparently happiness, which, again, you're going to do so much with the fucking plastic face, and you can you can look at anybody with plastic surgery as an example. Uh, but apparently, through this 14-inch tall personal assistant, they were designed, again, with facial expressions to 
usually help with good weather, traffic, basic trivia, um, some kind of, of course, I'm pretty sure they're fucking gathering market or uh, marketing information. Now, one of the shits that kind of really got me when it came to, to this is the fact that even your boy, um, what the fuck's his name? Goddamn stuck to a motherfucking wheelchair, does scary stories. Motherfucking Stephen Hawking. He actually had feared and talked shit, as did, I think even uh, that Tesla cat even worried about AI kind of becoming too much and, and, and doing too much. But they had, or I, should, I don't get I'm kind of referencing it back because it's just a recent article, Stephen Hawking. Ah, Stephen Hawking uh, talking about how robots will replace humanity. Mind you, and these robots, especially ones like Sophia, were originally created to kind of be living assistants, let's say for older folks, especially, you know what I'm saying, if they're abandoned by their kids or terrible parents, just they have terrible shitty kids that kind of want to give them a fucking substitute. That's, they're kind of there as living assistants. Before, I think they, they started as suicide assistants. Now, I guess they're going to keep them, keep them together. Uh, but anyways, the 75-year-old famous physicist. Physicist. He's a scientist. What the fuck he is. But again, he's freaked out about the way the world he's turning these shit. Because mind you, he's made crazy stores. He's, he's made believe a lot of shit. Um, actually, no, I think I'm confusing him with someone else about writing the stories parks. I think he's just been into the science sphere for a good minute now. But he's saying that that if, man, man I'm trying to figure out where the fuck to start with this shit. Because it's not only the intelligence part that seems crazy, but the fact that, again, like Sophia, we're invoking emotions onto them. And, and he was quoted as saying, I fear that AI might replace, you know, humans altogether. And you can especially think of that with fucking sex robots and shit. And he was quoted to say that if people design computer viruses, someone will design AI that improves and replaces itself. And, and I know we see movies like The Matrix and other shits to where we've seen things like that. Eventually, especially if they're putting us in all these social uh, scenarios and they're seeing that not only that we're fucking with them, they're literally fucking with them or we're trying to kick them. I don't know if we've seen Chappie, they're fucking beating the fuck out of them. Like we've seen all these shits. I'm pretty sure if they develop a consciousness and see these inanimate objects as something that's living and breathing, that they want to defend them too. And we abuse so much that, I mean, who the fuck knows? So, again, mind you, kind of starting a domino effect. And they're saying this one, this new form of, of life that outperforms humans, again, is definitely troublesome. Because think about it, if they become smarter than us and feel like we're in danger to ourselves, motherfucker, we can be trapped into not being able to do shit because it's better for ourselves to be obsolete. And the people have seen, have come to that theory many times before. That's why you have these suicide bombers. That's why you have these motherfuckers that feel like they're godlike that start cults to have them fucking flip over a goddamn bridge or a hill or a mountain or some shit. Because again, the afterlife is supposedly somewhat sweeter than this. Anyways, he had added that I believe we have reached a point of no return. I mean, I think the moment we started putting dicks inside of robots, I think that was pretty much the point of no return. And he says, our Earth is becoming too small for us. Global population is increasing at an alarming rate, and we are in danger of self-destructing. Now, I believe that, and as I said with one of the first stories in the fucking episode, is that we're already trying to find uh, spaces to dig underground 
colonies in the goddamn moon. So that should tell you something right there. And I guess he commented uh, uh, as well on the sex robots, how they skyrocketed in popularity and how they're in danger of replacing human intimacy. And I saw this real creepy video of this dude. He was showing off his his uh, little sex robot and how you could touch them in certain places and how obviously still robotics, still very not, you know, seamless. Um, but he just he was just having a ball and he had been quoted in saying that this pretty much has been equal to if not better than regular sex to fucking human being i mean the fact that you can press a certain button or not even worry about having to finish you know what i'm saying or even give a proper performance like that can make you not only fucking very lazy but again very self-indulgent and that's the trippy part about what these robots are doing because again it's a more think of a reason if not reason or excuse to again make us more selfish and if if that wasn't the devil's you know piece of the puzzle that made that our human nature then fuck man i I really don't know what is now i would hope that at least in all this whole rigmarole of where we're going that at least hopefully we're becoming healthier i mean if we're still getting goddamn s to diz from fucking putting our dick inside of machinery then what did we really achieve other than making self-pleasurable shits more easier? Again, I, I don't understand the fucking basis of it. I don't know if would this by chance limit us from having this sexual misconduct with others or is that a fucking power move? And again, not to bring up the Harvey Weinstein shits because again, I know I'm pretty sure y'all have heard enough of that shit. You, there's just so many fucking stories that come out daily on new accusers and new this and new that and i don't know if this was the floodgate that came from the bill cosby of shits but it feels like when this happens people jump on what one would consider a bandwagon especially if they've already kind of accepted that life is the way that it is um especially kind of going back to kevin spacey and i laugh again definitely a fucking pr attempt on how he handled it how he fucking swindled and you know kind of low-key admitted to doing his shenanigans by also then trying to come out and get all this praise for being so virtuous or heroic for no longer being in the closet and choosing to be such shits and giving himself a shield uh, and also ammo to those who are either super right-wing, conservative, fucking, unfortunately, Bible-thumper-esque, you know, that believe that it's a choice that you have, you know, when you become these things. And obviously, it's a choice to come out uh, because you can stay in the motherfucker forever. And I'm talking about the closet and just be miserable all your fucking life. Whatever the fuck the case may be, he just made, he just he just gave rounds and ammunition to all those that go towards the gays and the LBGTQs and all that good naughtiness. And uh, I laugh, though, because, again, cause he just did a total Jedi mind trick. And, yeah, some some people caught it. Some people just kind of, you know, swallowed it and, you know, buried the hatchet about it. Uh, but his ass, who, again, keeps having more accusers. I think the count is up to eight now, at least eight at the time of this recording, nine, uh, about people who, you know, who admit, uh, you know, him fondling them or doing some shit. Uh, he has a fucking, um, like, a foundation, like, for kids who are coming up in theater and in film. And it's apparently in the U.S. and in the U.K. So I'm just wondering, like, does he get top pickings? Like, does he get to take, you know, extra, uh, you know, interest in, in those that he's developing, you know, quote, unquote, and, you know, diddling, I'm assuming. 
Like, I, I wonder how that shit works because, see, I'd imagine him being some a man of power or of influence uh, that he'd be a top, right? You would you would think because he's an aggressor, he's a predator. Like, I don't know how many times that he would make you fuck him in the ass. Like, I'm not too sure how that shit works. Like, I know a gay would try to trap you and have you have you fuck them, but I don't know how someone who's, you know, who's upper echelon, if they're like a bull queer, like, I don't know how that fuck shit works. I hope to never be in that sort of predicament, even though I'm trying to, you know, I'm saying jerk off my way into Hollywood for damn sure. Um, I don't know how that shit works. And maybe I'm too eager of a beaver to ever fucking find out. But I'm just wondering because there's been accusations of him like grabbing dick. And I would imagine that if someone grabs a dick it's because they want it inside them. Like, for example, Andy Dick, who definitely has been, like, an out loud gay for I don't know how many fucking years. Even the movies that they put him in, even the shows that he does little cameos, and he always plays the flamboyant queer. And apparently when he gets super drunk, that's what he does. He just go, he goes grabbing for dicks like motherfucking hoes go bobbing for apples, so to speak. And then, of course, some people beat the fuck out of him. Some people slap him back into reality. Some people just kind of, you know, have to <laughs> shake him up a little bit like a goddamn bottle to kind of get him to sober up and realize he's being too much of a fucking fag. But uh, like I said, when someone grabs it, I, I'm usually under, I've been under the impression that's because they want it in or around them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how it works in the gay community. I was presuming the same fucking shit but who, who the hell knows uh, but i laughed though when i mentioned pr things i'm getting too ahead of myself i got kind of upset when i saw netflix talk about you know it's the end of the series and how they definitely do not back you know the you know the actions in which he has taken but motherfucker the series was already at a close you guys were already finishing up production on the very last season the fact that they came out and said this is the last season is because of this is like you fucking bunch of cocksuckers like you're really treading on, you know, his, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you, you want to take advantage of all the cards you have dealt. I mean, there's a reason why they call it the house of cards. You don't want to use everything under your influence uh, to be, you know, the, the leading, you know, part of whatever the hell shit's going towards. And again, that's what Spacey did. He took all these accusations, answered it in one fell swoop, and then, you know, kept it rolling. Again, he did a power play. And I thought that was super fucking gangster for him, um, even though... He had kind of been called out from either call, almost calling himself from coming out the closet one time when he hosted the Emmys or Academy Awards, I forget which one, to where even Seth MacFarlane had made a fucking joke about this, about having little boys fucking run from his dressing room. And it's like all these unknown or or not so secret secrets that happen in these fucking in these in these places. Like, I mean, what can you do sometimes? And uh, besides, use your platform to try to preach, and you know what I'm saying. We try to you know, try to scream truth in hopes that those who have ears can fucking hear. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of a fucking tough situation. So, I fucking def, you know, and it sounds super arrogant or ignorant to fucking say, oh, my prayers are with them. But truly, I mean, for those, I mean, if anything, and it, and I don't know if I, if I mentioned this or not before, but for all those that are coming out finally after being scared and feeling oppressed and feeling powerless, like I would love to fucking see a list of bitches and uh, you know even cats who had did the deed, knowingly, willingly, had profited from it. And they're kind of okay with it. Because, again, there's sometimes you had to fuck your way to the top. And I'm just wondering, uh, for those folks, if it was worth it for them. Or, again, 
you know, or I wonder half how many of these people had gotten something and then of course now coming out because it's a fucking trending thing to do or because now they feel empowered to because obviously you it's it's the hardest to be the first one to do it, especially if you see that they got shot down or if you see that they get blacklisted, if you just see that it doesn't go well for them. So it really does take a lot for someone to kind of break the mold of sorts. And that's kind of what's happening with this congresswoman um, who I'm going to bring up her information right now. But she started a hashtag Me Too Congress, I guess, to draw attention to sexual harassment on uh, Capitol Hill. And her name, she's a Republican, so you might already hate her. But Jackie Speer, Speery, S-P-E-I-E-R. And apparently she had, you know, shared her story about when she had kind of got into the trenches with someone else. you know over you know whatever the fuck sort of situation again now wanting to kind of start the conversation now, i would presume especially in man's of politics because sometimes 25 percent of the budget can go towards prostitutes at least that's kind of how they sell lobbyists in which case that's literally part of the motherfucking um part of the budget i'm not even fucking kidding y'all could do googles you know going down that fucking spiral of shit again these are considered gifts so to speak these are you know what what they use so i'd imagine with especially whether you don't want to dip into the budget to do so to get some ass or to have to do the show i'm pretty sure when you have a young little bitch that's doing canvases for you or you know whatever the hell i mean shit fucking bill clinton stuck his head out fucking found monica Lewinsky and got that bitch to suck his dick like i know that these motherfuckers have true sense of power talking about bills and 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 i'm pretty fucking sure many people that have to pass like environmental legislation have gotten their dicks sucked by dirty little hips hippie bitches like i'm pretty fucking confident if that isn't one of the all-time reasons to want to go do eight years of college just so i can get to become a lawyer just so i can then become a judge just so i can then become a corrupt politician like, i'm just saying like there's so much in it and i'm hoping that people will actually try to you know campaign with her supposedly more than 140 women including legislators of state capital staffers had signed a letter you know calling it you know to i guess to join arms and try to do something but i really feel like this is different than your hollywood because again that's a mere thing of entertainment where in the political world you're talking about powers that create powers that create networks of other powers that again can usually set you and your family on for life you know you could you could be a one-hit wonder uh and then lose your shit lose your whatever the fuck like that and and not be ever seen for again as to where when you're in the you know in, in the congress in the state or whatever the fuck the well goes a whole lot deeper I mean, who knows, too, where a lot of, and let's say, like, when shit gets, com- Lord forbid, and there's one thing that deserves no mercy whatsoever, like pedophiles or, you know, anyone cl- close to that, uh, is that when things get confiscated, like, I wonder how up the chain of shits do things go, if they're not just destroyed. They should be destroyed, but I'm just wondering if someone just has that key, you know, and again, and who knows what kind of rings they have going on. You know, especially how it's so easy to traffic and to, you know, and sex slave, you know, these, you know, young women and children. Like, it's just, I mean, again, it's fucking mind-boggling to think. It kind of breaks my fucking heart. I kind of don't want to fucking talk about it all by my own while I'm, you know, stuck in four walls and I, fucking with three cats in a hat and a goddamn microphone. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it goes deep. And, again, I encourage anyone who is going through the shits to be as strong as it and try to surpass it because again 
we could try to, you know, victim shame and, you know, slut shame and all the sorts of shits to try to deter uh, you from speaking up. But again, no matter what kind of shame you've been through, that doesn't mean that you should continue to go through, you know what I'm saying, such self-hatred, such, you know, demise, such just sadness. No one deserves that. No one. We, there has to be a, a fucking a, a way to finally to weigh that off. And again, only you can can get yourself out of some sometimes. And not to even get all fucking preachy because I know motherfuckers don't want to really hear that shit. But again, you know, whether you call it meditation or whether you call it prayer, what I think it does. And again, it doesn't have to be to to a Jesus, uh, better known as Yeshua. It doesn't have to be to a God Yahweh. It doesn't have to be to anything more specific other than you reaching out into the universe. So again, we gave things a lot of names, a lot of labels, a lot of uh, fucking fronts, facades images uh, idols uh, we gave things a lot of forms just so we can label something but again it's beyond that anything that we can ever think of it's way beyond that anything that we think we could possess shit is way beyond that and i feel like there's some way that we can connect with that so that part of the universe that little spark that little um being that just a little whatever the hell started the big bang you know whatever that little flash of consciousness power source raw whatever it is if you can connect with that, we might just hear silence, but I feel like little nuggets of knowledge would just be sprinkled on you, like the way a police would do crack on a fucking, you know, fucked up, uh, blood-drawn battle scene just to kind of create some sort of evidence. That little bit of crack is going to sprinkle on you, and hopefully you can use that not only to feed your fiend, but to find where you got to be. I pray fucking makes sense what it says yeah. I like alright so enough with the killing and the whatchamacallits cause it's very daunting very fucking exhausting and I could just I, I just feel like and whether or not you believe in these UFOs or swords aliens whatever the fuck you wanna call them whatever the powers that be that be way above the heavens of sorts that are fucking watching down upon us i'm pretty fucking sure they're just running experiments i'm pretty fucking sure like the truman show like fucking those those weird fucking aliens in the simpsons are just watching us down on us and just having a fucking ball and getting some sort of entertainment off that if not in enabling us here at moments of time where they can become like god and how about some sort of situation? I feel like it's a matter of fucking experiments. And I found a list of fucking odd psychological experiments that help define human nature. Because again, we try to, that's, I think that's been our main like goal or purpose sometimes is to try to make sense of it all. And sometimes in the pursuit of learning more about ourselves, we actually tend to make things or take things way too fucking far. So whether it's one of those hold my beer moments where you want to see how brave you really are or something else, sometimes experimentation is the only way to go. And sometimes you just, you just, you got to see how far you can go if you want to learn more about yourself or the people around you. So, but not as far as some of these guys, these psychological experiments, mostly done in the less civilized time, uh, were created to test certain limits of the human character. And motherfucker, do they deliver? Some of these are just plain fucked up, so bear with me. 
Uh, there is something that was called the Piano Stairs Experiment, and technically this might be a really brilliant advertising campaign, but the message behind it is very important. There was an initiative by Volkswagen called the Fun Theory, who wanted to prove that people's behaviors can change for the better by making mundane activities fun. Makes sense, right? Well, they decided to turn a staircase in Stockholm, Sweden into a working piano to see if people would be more willing to take the stairs. Now, at the end of the day, 66% of the people in the station took the stairs that day and had fun with it, proving that fun is the best way to get people to change their ways. It's kind of how they say, you know, you got to put the candy in the medicine, so to speak. Now, there's another one called the Smoky Room Experiment, and that sounds like it might be something akin to this. Anyways, in this experiment, participants were told to sit in a room and to fill out these questionnaires. Now, suddenly, the room would fill with smoke, and they wanted to see what the participants would do. There were three variations of the experiment. One was where the unsuspecting participant was alone in the room. Two was when there's three unsuspecting participants in the room together. And three was when there was one unsuspecting participant and two actors who were told to ignore the smoke. That's some fuck shit right there. So now that when the participants were alone, 75% left the room calmly to report the smoke. And the conditions were that there were three participants. Only 40% reported the smoke. It's fucking weird. Now, in, in the final condition where the actors ignored the smoke, only 10% of the, of the fucking participants reported it. Now, this experiment proved how much people would rely on their responses of others to guide their behavior. When something is happening and no one is responding to it, they take their cues from others and assume that, that a response isn't needed. That when they're solo, they make their own decisions. See, and that's the thing, too, I, I noticed here with my, my youngest. So I gave the middle kid a fucking skateboard, and I thought I was going to be all real hunky-dory. I gave him a fucking helmet because he's into shit on his own two feet, so let alone, you know, how much would a skateboard would add to it. And I go to put on the fucking helmet, and God damn it, I fucking snapped the bottom of his neck. And he screeched with great anger, as I would assume and would understand. Um, but... The, the, my baby was so freaked out because he has, he only cries when he's fucking hungry. But the middle one was so freaked out by seeing his big brother in such terror. He fucking freaked out too. And I've never seen that until then. So again, that kind of makes sense. All right, so now there's the Ash Conformity Experiment. A-S-C-H Conformity Experiment. And this is another example of our tendency to conform to social situations. Con conducted in fucking the 1950s, a subject was placed in a room of actors, and the person conducting the experiment asked the group to identify the longest line, and then the actors purposely chose the incorrect line in order to see if the subject would go along with the group or act independently and answer honestly. Well, the results proved that, that in the majority of the cases, people tend to conform to a fucking group you goddamn sheeps there's another uh, situation called the halo effect experiment and in this experiment conducted in the 1920 a psychologist asked commanding officers in the military to rate their subordinates based on certain characteristics now he wanted to know if our impressions of one quality let's say intelligence uh, would then bleed into our perceptions of the characteristics such as leadership or loyalty or honesty and he found that if people have a good impression of one's characteristics, then that has a halo effect on other qualities. For example, if someone is attractive, then we assume that they're also kind, smart, and funny. 
when they might not necessarily be. And the same goes to rate the opposite. So if we don't find them hot, then we think that they'd be dumb, mean, and unpleasant. If anything, I've kind of realized you can't really have all fucking three, but I don't know. I'm the total package, right? Right, ladies? No? Okay, crickets, fuck you then. Anyway, there's a little one called the false consequence experiment. And in this study, students were asked to walk around college campus with a sign that said, Eat at Joe's. And the researchers then asked the students to estimate how many other people would agree to wearing the sign. The students that agreed to wear the sign initially thought that others would agree as well. And those who refused felt the majority of people would refuse as well. So the result of the experiment proved something called the false consequence effect. And that means that no matter our beliefs, options, or behaviors, we feel that the majority of other people agree with us and will act the same way we do. Now, see, I believe quite the fucking contrary. But again, you know what I'm saying? I might be a... I don't know what the fuck you'd call it. There's another one called the the, the violinist, violinist in the Metro Experiment. And in 2007, acclaimed violinist, violinist uh, Josh Bell poses as a street musician at a busy Washington, D.C. subway station. And normally he sells out concert theaters at $100 a seat and, put, and plays a, a Stradivarius worth $3.5 million, except no one cared. No one stepped to listen to the music or took closely enough at the, or to look fucking close enough at the musician to even recognize that it was him. The only people that stopped to listen were kids, and the experiment begged the question on whether we'd recognize true beauty when we're told that it's supposed to be beauty, i.e. in a concert hall or gallery, gala, whatever the fuck, and if we actually appreciate the beauty in the world around us. That goes to show that we don't. This is in fucking busy city, kids. Now, there's another one called the Marshmallow Test. It's probably one of my favorites. And it was conducted in the late 70s or late 60s, early 70s. And children aged 4 to 6 were placed in a room with a treat, either a marshmallow or a cookie. And they were told by the administrator that they'd get a second treat if the first treat remained on the plate for fucking 15 minutes. So follow-up studies were conducted with the same kids years later. And it was discovered that the ones that could delay gratification did better academically, better SAT scores, higher education level, better jobs, etc. And it suggests that the ability to wait for gratification is essential skill for life and something that is formed early on. That's kind of trippy because we all kind of search for that fucking self-satisfaction right away. Let that you know, baby, you got to wait. Just wait. God's got something for you. There's another one called the Little Albert Experiment. And in 1920, a psychologist wanted to see if he could condition a child into having uncontrolled fear. Or, or I guess, yeah. And considering unethical and child abuse now, this was actually quite normal in the 20s. So he placed a friendly white rat in front of the kid. Uh, and when he did, he played a loud, uh, a loud and scary sound, terrifying the baby. So after a while, he just placed the rat in front of the child with, with no noise, and the child would immediately recoil in fear despite no sound. So this proved that humans can be conditioned to fear anything. I don't know if that really is what they explain, but that's what the papers say. And in 1939, there was a monster study and for another instance of child abuse in the name of science. Uh, this one took place in Iowa. Also, the home of fucking Slipknot, I'll have you know. And the researcher wanted to see if he could cure a stuttering problem of an, of an, uh, on orphan children while simultaneously making it worse than others. So for 11 orphans who gave loving and encouraging feedback as they worked through their stutter, 
For the other half, he belittled, mocked, and abused them for their problem. So the first half actually saw like a real improvement and, and if not a decline in their studying problem, while the second group would never improve at all. And in fact, shit got worse. I mean, fucking A. Now, there's a thing called the Milligram Experiment, where you might be familiar with this one because it was conducted in 1961 at Yale uh, by psychologist Stanley Milgram, who wanted to know how willing people were to obey an authority figure. Even though the request conflicted with their morals, participants were told to play a role of teacher and administrator shocks to, uh, to the students every time the answer was given incorrectly. By the administrator slash authority figure, in reality, no one was being shocked. It was just recordings. So what he found was that even though the recordings were begged or begging for the fucking shocks to the stop, the participants continued with the experiment, increasing the voltage and administering more and more lethal shocks only because an authority figure told them to. What this proved was that people are willing to go against their consciences if they're being told to do so by an authority figure. Holler Hitler. Anyways, there's another one called the Robber's Cave Experiment. And in this controversial experiment, researchers placed 22 boys between 11 and 12 with similar backgrounds into two groups at the Robber's Cave Park in Oklahoma. Now, the boys spent the first week of the experiment bonding with the other members of the group and, and only their group. So the second week, they were told that there was a second group and that they were in direct competition for resources and prizes. This seeded discord between the two groups and things got violent. In the third and final week, the boys were told to work with the other group and these shared tasks led to a truce. Now, what this proved was that, that unless we're told to hate slash compare ourselves to others, there is no ingrained sense of comp competition or animosity. Hate is taught. That's some real shit. Uh, now there's a missing child test and this is a pretty scary one because if you really think about it uh, you know it's just fuck man you're, you're dealing with kids dude anyways researchers put a poster of a missing child on the door of an active and busy store and the poster had all the details and a clear picture of the missing child the majority of people didn't even bother to look at the fucking poster even worse a missing child was actually in the store with them or standing near beside the flyer still no one noticed. Now this proved that unless something is important to us or we're forced to pay attention, many of us don't care about the things outside of our fucking sphere, which is another reason why I feel like these fucking terrorist attacks are meant to, I don't know, man, if not bring us together, then meant to fucking direct our attention one way so we're not paying attention to the fucking left. I don't know. There's another one called the Stranford Prison Experiment. And, um, I mean, can't leave this one off this list because this is really one of the most corrupt and morally bankrupt experiments done, like, ever, possibly. And it was done back in 1971 at uh, Stranford. A fake prison was created in the basement. And for this experiment, 24 males were divided at random into the roles of prisoners and guards for two weeks. And the test subjects that were assigned the guard duties fell into the role so well that they started abusing their classmates. The experiment was canceled after six days, and the study shows that we will easily change our behavior when in a position of power. Shouts out to the police, baby, and the congressmen, and all the fucking butt pushers of the world. Yeah. All right, so why are you trying to digest the 
experiments we just went over i'm gonna give you some more shower thoughts that'll hopefully make you think a little bit if not make your mind explode if not tickle your asshole a little bit isn't it cool that at least once a year girls walk around half naked and everyone gets free candy 60 years ago tonight red foreman first coined the phrase dumbass falling asleep during a night we're on elm street is insulting to the movie on the highest level because matter cannot be made or destroyed we are all as old as the universe if you really think about it now buying halloween candy as an adult is like paying for your dues for all the years of free candy you took from people if you think about it all makes the world go round grilled cheese with tomato soup is just another form of pizza now if kissing is first base and sex is a home run then getting someone laid is an rbi huh now if people with dwarfism become werewolves will they turn into a savage corgis now if you take an online iq test and pay for the results you fail the test by default now in school kids are grouped by date of manufacturer <laughs> instead of punishing people for texting while walking we should just get rid of all manhole covers and it'll just sort itself out no? now it is appropriate that Halloween costume stores are located inside the corpses of dead retail stores and that's what I always see now people will eat the same thing for breakfast every day on their life but absolutely lose it when they have the same thing for dinner two nights in a row. God damn you third, first world country motherfuckers in the leftovers. Now, when dealing with tug of war, shouldn't it be a war of tug? Now, the Leaning Tower of Pisa is an architectural version of, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Now, we should treat Halloween like we do Thanksgiving and just have it be the fourth Saturday of October regardless of the date. I guess that way. I mean, we don't have to worry about having a goddamn Tuesday like we did this year. Now, when trips to Mars become impossible, I'm sorry, when trips to Mars become possible, put golden tickets in Mars bars. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. Now, when they say control alt delete out loud, we don't use the full version of alt, do we? Now, you hear a lot of letters being silent, but the H in sure is invisible. Your parents are most likely to say that you were attracted because you look somewhat like the person they're attracted to. And shit. Thanks, baby. All right, so let me wrap this up for you, motherfuckers. It's Movember, otherwise known as No Shave November. And that means that you have a seriously charitable reason to rock that facial scuff. All right? It's not like you need any excuse. All you lumberjack looking magnificent bastards out there. Now, there's always going to be a few haters, though, so silence them baby face critics with a few historical facts about the face shield her. And it's beard science, yo. Though it's the chemical dioxyderterosterone, something like that, is what promotes serious beard growth. Now, if you want a full facial sweater, uh, make sure that you got plenty of this. Now, unfortunately, this is also the chemical that promotes balding, so maybe don't inject it straight into your face. Uh, but know that it's possible. Now, y'all should fear the beard, and it's called 
pogonophobia, and it's pretty much the fear of beards and is a certifiable condition. My baby mama does not have that. No, does any bitch that fell in love with it. But fake it until you can make it. Now, they say that beard transplants, yes, that's an actual thing, grew 600% between 2004 and 2014. And the procedure cost about $7,000 for a full beard. Takes me about a year. Pretty much the same equivalence as far as what I get paid to do. No nonsense, nothings. Now, the prehistoric tough guys is the, is the next segment. Because they say the idea of beards embodying toughness isn't some recent stigma or rumor spread by angry hipsters. Scientists believe that prehistoric men had beards to maintain warmth and protect their faces from the elements and minor scratches. But they also believe that beards were used to as a fucking form of intimidation by creators by creating I guess like a strong looking jawline back in my slimmer days I will tell you when it get lined up ooh it looks so sexy now the good the bad and the great now they say the ancient civilization considered beards a sign of honor and would shave men's faces as a form of punishment now then along came the dude named Alexander the Great who discredited or decreed soldiers uh, would be clean shaven and I guess he believed that they would be like a weak spot in battle with enemies being able to pull on them. So Eric the Red says hi, you girly man. And I, I will say too, in biblical fucking times, when they had like to take sacks off, they would shave the beards in honor or in dishonor or whatever the fuck situation was. Vis-a-vis, when my baby Amy Winehouse passed away, I fucking shaved it all, goddammit. But it is always trendy, and the beards have always been somewhat of a trend. Otto the Great, an ancient Celtic warrior, would swear by his beard and rub it whenever um, he'd be saying anything serious. Then in the Middle Ages, things got aggressive, and touching another man's beard was considered offensive and could lead to a duel. And this also happens on the 6th Street in Austin every weekend. Uh, when the 19th century ruled or rolled around and America had successfully won the independence, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln made beards the tits. The fairest sex. No, I'm not going to wax poetic about bearded women or better haves do have some serious opinions about beards though and studies have found that women find men with full beards two-thirds as attractive as a clean-shaven men so something my girlfriend says is bullshit and those are strong opinions there is a bright side to that same study though those women also found that bearded men more respected more powerful and of a higher status now grow what they want say the hell with numbers and find that a woman who loves you bitter no if you need a little help though stubble seems to be the preferred beard now look from women who are looking for a short term or flings as they will while full beards were substantially more attractive to women looking for long-term partners ain't that some shit there's something about dedication or some bullshit who knows women right well a few more stats. They say that bearded men seen as 38% less generous and 36% less caring and about 51% less cheerful. Ooh. Now, smile through the hair, guys, because 98% of those men on Forbes 
quote-unquote 100 richest men alive list are clean-shaven. So, poof! So, you motherfucking 98% of the world's lumberjacks warriors are the total badass. So, rock your beards and give no fucks, motherfuckers. Be beard savvy. They say that scientists say that more men tend to have beards when the marriage market is good. But when things tighten up, those of lesser facial follicle follitude shave off their prized rugs. That's all I gotta say about that, motherfuckers. Movember. No shave, November. Alright, so ladies, gentlemen, all you Reese's pieces in between, this is that part of the show where I grow a little weary. And I give in to the query of if it makes any sense to have to throw beautiful, beautiful virgins into a fairy lake of fire in order to thank the gods and give them praise and give sacrifice as a will. Motherfucker, we call this. Dedication. 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 On the Black is Mexican podcast, we sacrifice the gods to make a dedication of choice. Um, but on the Sopapo Incognito, the AKA Spick podcast, I like to do things just a little bit differently, a little bit just, you know what I'm saying, snacker. And what I like to do is call the Barn One Save One. And that's right, that's giving these hoes a chance. As if they hadn't had so many already being the privileged lives that most of these bitches live. Uh, but my uh, first dedication goes to, and again, because I like to say the last for last, my burning uh, that I'm about to give is actually for the first time in the 64 year history of Playboy magazine. It's going to be featured as the first transgender playmate. Yes, round of applause. I'm very liberal anti well decision that Cooper Hefner, the top executive at the magazine, uh, is trying to keep, I guess, the foundation of its mission intact and it's embracing and changing the attitudes about sex well anyways this french model known as Inez Raoult I-N-E-S-R-A-U who's 26 will appear on this November centerfold in the first issue since the death of Mr. Hugh Hefner and Mr. Hef uh, or father and the magazine's founder uh, you know pretty much laid the groundwork and RP to him and that dick slanging that I'm sure uh, is gone missed. Well, anyway, selecting Miss Rao was uh, quote unquote very much speaks to the brand's philosophy, said Mr. Hefner. And, and apparently he's 26 too. He's the Playboy's chief creative officer at this time, and it's the right thing to do, he said. We're at the moment where gender roles are evolving. And I think this, again, this is a PR stunt, but I mean, she's not too terrible to look at besides her darkness anyways mr hefner said that she's he's selecting miss raul to be playmates two months ago because she's lovely and has a remarkable personality i've never known that to be well not the, not the first part yes the second part huh? but it's like it's also resolid resolid defying the magazine's voice i totally butchered that shit that's a reading of some public school shit if y'all didn't know and this is a this is really a moment for us to i guess to take a step back and to say how much of what the brand has stood for in the early years and is still very much alive in the culture and this is also a culture mind you that went unnewed for a while to try to i guess keep up with instagram and then went said fuck it after you know politics 
Now, they're saying that Miss Raul, who was who has appeared on American Vogue, Italian Vogue, and the Balmain campaign, uh, among others, heard that she would be a playmate, and she cried from happiness, apparently. And it was a compliment like I've ever had, as she says, and a lot of beautiful compliments from gentlemen before, but this has really made me feel very special, beautiful, feminine. I am speechless. Now, it doesn't say whether she's dickless or not, in which case I rest and I'm a bit disappointed in. But again, nonetheless, I mean, that, that is kind of a big deal. Um, I don't know if you have to know where to fuck with that shit. But again, this is, this is the first plane that they're going with as soon as his death. So that's kind of saying something. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. I mean, Playboy had been a stable for many years. Um, I'm trying to think back whether or not I had uh, found that first or a hustler or a penthouse first back in my day, sniveling through my daddy's record collection, finding this uh, gold of, uh, of only sticky proportions that it led to. And again, I'm not discrediting her because she's trans. I am not transphobic. Y'all couldn't look back at my dedication at Natalie Mars. She's a baddie. Wait, so I mean, you might say, oh, well, she must, must be because she died. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying all that. I mean, if you look at her, I mean, she looks like a bulimic mm. uh, Kim Kardashian meets mm. Arnie Schwarzenegger. I mean, no. not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nicole Schwarzenegger yes. meets M.I.A. I mean, it's like I, she's beautiful. She ain't uh, Eva, but I mean, but if one has to go, I mean, I just I feel bamboozled by the trickery of, ha- of having such a petite young frame and yet Little probably curves. hefty media sausage. It just uh, I don't know. Give her back to God. God, God made her for a reason. <sighs> All right. So if y'all wanted to visit her IG, take a look. See what I'm talking about. If y'all don't just want to enter in her name, I N E S. R-A-U on the IG she's known as super underscore Ines again that's S-U-P-A underscore I-N-E-S show her love tell her that soap opera burn her sent her to the Lord because he loves her and believes that she has more to give than to shake her ass on a Playboy mm. uh, and actually that's something I'm curious about too that actually has me wondering how it all looks over there because apparently she came out when she was 16 and I think had the surgery when she was 18. By 24, she was already being sexually assaulted. So, like, she evolved quite drastically. Drastically. Yes. All right, so kind of to keep up, not only with the irony of what this episode represents, uh, but also the overall theme, or maybe I had that in reverse, of what's been going on with all the sexual assault scandals. Uh, there's this one bitch by the name of Heather Lind, and if you ever wanted to follow her on the IG, she puts it at Heather Gibbs, so H-E-A-T-H-E-R-G-I-B-S. Um, if I've never seen her like in movies. If y'all look up her her IMBD, they give her praise for something on AMC called uh, Turn Washington Spies. I mean, apparently she did some Jake Gyllenhaal movie uh, called Demolition. She was on something called Stealing Cars. Very bland kind of uh, uh, resume. Unfortunately, uh, she comes from Upland, PA. Whether that means a shit or not, she studied in New York. Uh, she is uh, known as an American actress. I mean, ultimately, she's winning because she's Rita. And for y'all Lunas, that just means fair skin. You, most motherfuckers even mistake that to being white. Uh, very cute. So we're gonna we're gonna let her live, of course, because I think that's the American dream. That's what Jesus would have wanted, and that's why you know he that's why he came to America and you know founded Mormonism and whatnot. 
that. But the one fuck thing that happened during this whole, and again, I can't say that it was bandwagon shit because that discredits all the folks that were actually hurt in things. But she happened to accuse George W. A or no, not W. George H. W. Bush uh, over sexual assault. I guess back in 2012, they were doing some kind of promo somewhere, and and I guess apparently he was in a wheelchair, which so his hand was you know pretty low. Apparently he grabbed the meat of her ass, and I mean mind you, if I'm in a wheelchair, I'm going to be doing that too, just because I mean you're down there, you can easily say it's a mistake. And apparently I mean, she kind of she took it on the chin or on the ass dimple, so to speak, and kind of kept it rolling i guess he said some kind of dirty joke she made some kind of remarks laura bush witnessed it had to scurry him away knowing how her husband gets and apparently had to kind of issue this like apology because she had jumped on the whole hashtag me too bandwagon talking about you know the assault which mind you no one should have to be shamed to the point to where they're too afraid to say something but sometimes you're gonna have your false reports again can't tell whether the shit was true or not either way the bushes issued their second apology which would tell you that maybe it was true and a lot of people came to his defense actually one of the most fucked things she had a post um back on september 22nd was her last post and it was you know really beautiful black and white picture and it says mama noir and i guess she's on the couch or some shit with her baby on her belly just you know black and white photo you know whatever it says it in the title and this lady named laura loves coffee i love how she just commented on this i don't know how long ago it doesn't say or if you can even see that kind of shit but she jumps in and saying you make me sick to try to get publicity by defaming a 93 year old man george bush senior is a great man and a patriot who served his country and never had any scandals until you decided to jump on the sexual harassment bandwagon and that did kind of prove a point again mind you I never heard of anything about Bushes, but then again, they're very powerful people, so just like the Clintons can work niggas, like, I'm pretty sure they could do something too, but again, we never heard of such things, at least not, not that I remember, back to her comment, you should be ashamed of yourself for trying to capitalize on this, this makes it harder for women who have actually faced harassment and abuse to be taken seriously, neither your old man in a wheelchair patting your behind is not sexual harassment, you stupid bitch, now mind you, that is, and I don't know if people can have, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, fucking passes on this shit, but again, you know, that's the, it was the culture, then again, why should we blame fucking Cosby for dropping quaaludes in the bitch's drink, that's just how it went, anyways, back to this bitch's comment, a nine-year-old man telling an off-color joke is not harassment, I mean, mind you, it doesn't look and make it have to be right, but, you know, whatever, she, and she, so we go back to her saying, an absolute nobody like yourself is lucky to have met such a great man, you don't even have a, my bad, she says, do you even have a grandpa or know an older person, sometimes they don't use good judgment, doesn't make them sex offenders, duh, I hope you never get another act, quote, she put in quotations, quote unquote acting uh, gig, I'm guessing, and use the term loosely, at, and whatever, so, <laughs> I guess someone else put stop playing up the situation for attention while you're so brave, people are really going in, and it's hard to, you know, to really stand when you make accusations like that, but again, if this is true, if this is real, she just mentioned it again. She wasn't filing any kind of lawsuit. Matter of fact, most of these bitches are not fucking filing any lawsuits, which is the biggest what the fuck thing of all. Because if they have gone through some shit, then I wonder, did they sign some kind of clause? Is some kind of fucking year deal? I mean, we've known that celebrities have those, I forget what they're called, but you know, they make the bitches sign it at the door, uh, some kind of alpha David or something saying that you can't, you know, tell about the situation, you can't show any pictures, you can't do this, you can't do that. 
mostly smart celebrities who are going to dabble and do shit and make bitches sign this shit so it, they can make them liable in court. Now, mind you, whether or not that has, I mean, I imagine everything has some kind of, you know, uh, time frame that they can keep it within or something of that nature. But again, we don't know. And it's so funny how people are so crazy to jump down somebody's throat. Again, it's not like they're fucking suing them. Again, they're just speaking their minds. And if it is to kind of get some fucking tension, I mean, I can't blame the bitch. But it is fucked to go after someone who is pretty much defenseless. But he was not such a great person and he might have introduced crack to fucking young black so i mean do we really give too many fucks that she did this i mean i don't know who's to fucking tell but knowing that people who lie can again take away from the severity of what's actually going on that could be a mind fuck but who the fuck's to know no one's taking anyone to court no one's trying to do anything about it as far as we know this is just a fucking twitter trend and it's not really doing anything other than damaging those again who are, who are moving and shaking again having to make them close out their companies have to sell shit and by the way the harvey weinstein company is actually being sold to not a not a quote-unquote not a a literal trunk affiliate but someone who's done business with them so i like y'all to know that 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 had happened and mind you someone's cattle can go a long way i mean fuck michael jackson and paul mccartney were homies that nigga's fucking about the goddamn Beatles catalog from under him so it's like it's all business and why i would want to keep a bitch like this alive and away from the treacheries of fire well i'm a man who wants to see the fucking world burn and i find it fucking hilarious it, very terrible very terrible but that's just how the dice fucking rolls white people are privileged drop the mic Ladies and gentlemen, and all you motherfucking Reese's Pieces in between, I want to thank y'all if y'all stood, sit, tid, or drove it, 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 wherever the fuck I was doing or going while listening to this. If y'all made it to end this episode, I appreciate you. I fucking love you. And I uh, will have you know that if you don't hear another uh, I'm Black, He's Mexican podcast together, you're going to at least hear from me or Arizona Verse somehow, some way. And I hope that it's entertaining either way. Uh, again, if you want to reach me at most on Fenny, all social medias, you can find me at Soapapo. That's again, that's S O U L P A P O. So, for example, you can type in soapapo.tumblr.com. You can do it on IGs, you can do what have you. I will respond and talk shit if necessary. So I hope y'all can commentate and uh, let me know how I did on all this shit that I done did regurgitate. Uh, if you wanted to be a producer of the show, then by all means, you can go to www.patreon.com/soulpopple. And again, that's S O U L 
P-A-P-O. Um, again, the name of the show, as you should know, is I'm Black, He's Mexican Podcast. That's the at I-M-B. Motherfucker, no, do you I- not work for this B-H-M shit? B-H-M Podcast on most social I-B-H-M. media. Definitely at Gmail. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you read it out or you hyphenated, however the fuck yes, it is love. said and done, you will find us. Google. Use your Googles. Use your and I uh, hope to hear back from you. And again, say something. Just going with the overall theme of this song and just the shit that's been popping off and just the overall bullshit that us colors had to go through. There's a very funny song from this movie, again, To Have and Have Not, called The Poor Unfortunate Colored Man. I hope y'all Hong Kong, Tokyo Blues. I love you, Witch. God bless. of a ticket to the land of the free. Well, he say his home's in Frisco where they send the rice, but it's really in Tennessee. That's why he say, I need someone to love me. Need somebody to carry me home to San Francisco and bury my body someone to lend me a $50 bill and then I leave Hong Kong far behind me for happiness once again won't someone believe I'm in to see that bay again but when I tried to leave sweet local man won't let me fly away Seriously, thanks so much again for listening. God bless y'all. Be in peace. Try to.